0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov.
1: Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Who are you?
0: Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
2: Good morning and welcome everyone to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio this morning, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. Well, it is uh, warmish outside, shall we say. What's it supposed to be today, ninety five,
1: six, something like that? Something like that, with uh heat indices for a large swath of the Magnolia State reaching up to a hundred and eighteen. That's hot. <laughs> to say the least. That's like nutty hot. I still think there's a little bit of inflation or creep or whatever you want to call it on these heat indexes.
2: What is it? You mean it's not as
1: hot as they're well, suggesting? It, We have the same amount of humidity. We have the same number on the thermostat or the thermometer. The mercury's hit that same number. So, why all of a sudden is it 118, 120 when 10 years ago 95 at 100% humidity was 105? Yeah. Well, Mm. I don't know. It's August in
2: Mississippi, right? It's supposed to be like this. I don't know why we act surprised. Every year, like, oh, duh, it's August, it's hot again. Man, oh, man. But, uh, and we haven't had any rain in a while, I guess, huh? It gets a little dry. Fits
1: and starts. Yeah. Little pop-up showers and a few thunderstorms have made their way through the Magnolia State in the last week or so, but yeah, it hadn't been a whole lot. Yeah. Hadn't been enough to cool us down. Right. Just enough to make it soupy at times.
2: Well, it certainly wasn't so hot in New York that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer couldn't engage in a little dancing activity with Stephen Colbert. What about that? You guys see that? They spotted, were they dancing backstage at the We Love NYC homecoming concert in Central Park. It was cut short Saturday uh, due to inclement weather, but there's a viral video going over, uh, multiple, actually, of the pair yucking it up there.
1: Uh, I don't know that you can call that dancing. (laughs) That's gesticulating. (laughs) That's gyrating.
2: Well, I'll have to say... That ain't dancing.
1: They don't have an ounce of rhythm.
2: Colbert wasn't bad. He had just a hint of a little move that seemed to be uh, going along with the music there, in concert with it. But Schumer, terrible. What are they thinking with Americans stranded in Afghanistan? I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it if I were in their shoes. I don't understand why the President has not summoned his leadership, even in the Congress, such as Schumer, Pelosi, etc., all the brain power that can be marshaled to discuss this issue, this most critical issue on the planet, in the Situation Room. I mean beyond those in the military, the Pentagon, etc., and there is clearly a breakdown of communications within the administration. Clearly. There's more finger pointing going on between those factions than there was by Democrats at Donald Trump, you could argue. I don't get it. Why are they not addressing this all hands on deck 24 hours a day. Is that unreasonable to expect that?
1: No, but it is unreasonable to expect a Democrat to do it, because they only seize on the opportunity when they feel like they can score brownie points. They don't like owning up to their own screw-ups.
2: Uh, evidently, because their political futures and their their uh, political disposition is more important than rescuing Americans. In fact, it has been reported that Biden was working the phones to moderate Democrats in the House, which have evidently derailed the agenda, the economic agenda, to ram through this $5 trillion tax and spend boondoggle. He's working the phones to the moderates who have said, not sure I'm on board with that, Miss Madam Speaker. He's working the phones to them. That is like taking priority over rescuing, evacuating Americans in Afghanistan. It's more important that we increase taxes and expand the welfare state than rescuing our countrymen. If that's not ideological,
1: I don't know what in the hell is. You look up feckless in the dictionary. It used to have Obama's picture next to it. Now it's got (laughs) Biden just stamped right on top of it.
2: It's despicable in my view. I'm just going to say it. I can't imagine. It's like it just feels like, hey, we can worry about increasing taxes and expanding child tax credits later. We got lives on the line, folks who sacrificed for this country. In Afghanistan, and the Taliban they've laid down the law, hadn't they? You're out by August 31st. We're being held hostage again on the world stage. We're taking orders from the Taliban. What in the world are Russia and China thinking, our more capable adversaries. We can't handle a primitive 6th century organization, if you want to call it that. That's disgusting to me. And of course, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, she was spotted over the weekend enjoying a fundraiser I think, uh, with her political donors in her district out there in San Francisco. And there are photos floating around. You may have seen them, folks. Enjoying a lunch. No social distancing. No masks. I'm cool with that. But don't tell us and lecture us and scold us with all those orders. And you not. Adhere to them yourself. People are sick of the hypocrisy. They're sick of the double standard. They're sick of the flouting their own rules. I am. I suspect many other Americans are as well. It's just incredible, the double standard and the rules for thee and not for me garbage. Sick of it. But... I mean, we're neck deep in a major crisis. Is she Marie Antoinette? Jen Psaki seemed liked it yesterday. She was asked a question. We may even have a clip of that. She was asked a question yesterday about whether or not Americans are stranded in Afghanistan.
3: There
4: you go. He has ordered it to happen by pulling the
3: troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that?
5: First of
6: all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home, home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home.
3: There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in
7: Afghanistan.
6: I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan. When when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home, we are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand. Okay,
8: and then following
2: up on you got to be kidding me. It's irresponsible for you not to acknowledge that they're stranded, Marie Antoinette Saki. That is despicable. Oh, well, they're not stranded because we're texting with them.
1: That shows an incredible disconnect from reality. You just got to wonder. This is the same administration that's in charge of the State Department that printed out carte blanche visas with no names, no serial numbers that can just be photocopied for everybody to just clog up the line. It's true. I thought the adults were supposed to be back in charge. Why does it seem like they can't find their butt with both hands? That's exactly what we were
2: told. We got to restore America's stature on the world stage. Oh, you really did that for us, Joe. We'll take a break right here on the JT Show. Coming up at 11.05, Dr. Jerry Weiland, pediatrician and newly uh, appointed elected. I'm not sure how she achieves that position, but she is now the president of the Mississippi State Medical Association. We'll talk to her about that. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain with a heat wave, high near 97. And for your Thursday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
11: Here's Corey and John Ravenstein for Juniker Jewelry Company. You know, Uncle John, I still remember my very
8: first customer. You started at Juniker's as just a kid, didn't you? I was only 7 or 8, and as usual, the store was crazy busy, so I went to help a lady. Her name was Miss Mary, and she wanted to look at diamond hoop earrings. I helped her find the perfect pair. Isn't that the best feeling? And Miss Mary is still a customer to this day. Folks, at Junikers, we have thousands of earrings for every budget. As Mississippi's direct diamond importer, we have the largest selection of diamond earrings in the state. And prices start at under
12: $200. Give her diamond earrings from Junikers.
11: Just tell us Miss Mary sent you. Come experience the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 465. Three in Madison and JunikerJewelry.com.
14: Gallo here with a word for business owners about direct primary care from TrustCare, Mississippi's walk-in health clinic leader. Direct primary care reduces your health care costs for employees by 40%, and they get fast anytime access to their primary care doctor without co-pays. Deductibles or unexpected medical bills all for under $70 per month. Give it a shot. Call 601-707-3370 or visit TrustCareHealth.com. Special invitation to join us weekday mornings, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. Properly set
0: all controls before recording. All systems go. Now, 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 back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi.
7: Mississippi.
15: You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. You Imagine love as a man
7: insane. You broke my wind, but what a thread. Goodness, you're wrecked. It's written balls of fire. I let that love all I thought it was funny. You keep came long and you moved, honey. I changed my mind, but it's fine. Goodness, it's great. It's just written balls of fire.
2: A favorite son of Mississippi, Jerry Lee Lewis. You can just see him now, can't you? Like standing on the top of the piano, playing with his hands between his legs or whatever the gyrations was he did.
1: I'm not going to lie. Every time I hear this song, I I do eventually get around to thinking about Jerry Lee Lewis. But I'm taking back to Top Gun. I knew you were going to say that. I'm with you on that. Was that like, like perfectly selected music for that? You have to admit, that was perfect. That. that was a, that was I, I I lived half of the eighties and I was a baby, so I barely remember it. But looking back on the eighties, it seems like there was more attention paid to the soundtrack because soundtracks of the eighties and into the early nineties were outstanding. Yeah, and nowadays it's it's the rare occurrence that you have a good soundtrack. Versus back then, it seems like. Every soundtrack had at least one good song. Yeah, that's true. But besides the infamous,
2: it's actually famous, (laughs) Jerry Lee Lewis tune there, what about the Righteous Brothers? How perfect was that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like beyond perfect. So um, what a great movie. That's one of those you can watch over and over, isn't it? And just never get tired of it. Just the opening scene and the music... When uh, surround sound, you know, first became a thing and was available for home installation, I just used to play the DVD, like, constantly, just, to first <laughs> just enjoying the surround sound. I mean, because it, 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 it really did leverage the features. When the jets are taking off, starts on this side and <laughs> moves through the speakers, and if you're properly positioned and have your surround sound, that was in the 5.1 days, of
1: course. That's oh, yeah, cool. you you see any of those setups or displays they had at the stores, like the big box stores, and they have the big TV and the, the surround sound setup so you could see it and hopefully buy one. It was either Top Gun or Days of Thunder.
2: Yeah, it's true. I will share with you another one that's worth, worth viewing uh, to really feel the surround experience, and that's Crimson Tide. You remember that movie, Gene Hackman, Danzel Washington? And the opening scene in particular, when Hackman is addressing the crew as they're about to board the uh, submarine there, the Alabama. And it's raining just incredibly. And the sound of that rain in the background and the scene, and he's barking out, of course, his... uh, Sort of welcome to the ship, uh, fire me up speech, and he's got—I don't remember his exact—is uh, it the exact rank? But he's got his officer there next to him, and <laughs> he goes through the little routine, <laughs> and he asks him what we call this ship. You know, the, what do we call this boat or something like that? And, represents a fine people very fine sir remember that is awesome but that surround sound really really gets a workout in that scene uh, i think that's you got to believe that's when the movie makers were first learning how to how to leverage surround sound right you didn't you, more more yeah, especially for
1: the home experience yeah. i mean it had been prevalent in the movie going experience for that's true about a decade at that point that's but right. the, the home studio yeah it, it was brand spanking new
2: yeah that's right, because in the, in the theaters, uh, in fact, uh, if you remember, was it was it Altec Lansing? I think that was the most commonly installed speakers in movie theaters in those days behind the curtains. And as I recall, it was the the speaker model name was Voice of the Theater or something, something that like that. that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I forget where it was, but I remember going to a screening of something, and before even the trailers started, the lights went down, and then they started putting spotlights on different parts of the theater, showing where the speakers were, and then behind the screen lit up, and there's this wall of speakers behind the screen. It's like 19 points around sound. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I think that was an IMAX, though. Okay. Well, that was next
3: generation.
2: Yeah. Nonetheless, we digress a little bit. So we were just talking about Jan Saki. That, that was really despicable, in my view. I'm just calling you out. Americans are not stranded. Really?
1: They sure f- seem to feel that way when they talk to the media.
2: Yeah, they uh, are fearful for their lives. Let's, let's be honest.
1: Like then, the American lady that still hasn't been able to make it to the Kabul airport because she's over there by herself and the Taliban keeps whipping her and sending her home because she's not with a male escort. That's right. And there are reports, but no, of, there's no stranded Americans. Jinsaki said so. There are reports of of
2: conflicts, of skirmishes on uh, en route, in travels, and now it's being reported that helicopters are used. Have you heard this? To extract Americans from outside of town and transport them to the airport, uh, but they're not stranded. I, you know, the first step, critical step, to solving any problem is admitting that you have one. And what we see is a bunch of non-stop 724 spin. And again, the idea that the president is working the phones to a handful of moderate Democrats in the House. You've got to get on board so we can raise taxes and expand welfare.
1: Is that why he didn't return Boris Johnson's call for a day and a half? Was Uh, he just busy on the other line?
2: Yeah, much bigger name on the other line. The much bigger name was trying to pull those moderate Democrats across the line to implement his irresponsible, reckless tax-and-spend agenda. But, you know, good leaders surround themselves with smart people. They're not afraid of their ideas. They welcome, they encourage, they, in many cases, implore them to speak honestly, freely, even if it means in such a way that would be critical of the leader. Good leaders can consume and process that and come to the proper conclusion. That should never be done in a vacuum. It is absolutely true. Sometimes you just have to say, appreciate all the input, I got it, and go with your gut. Sure. But at a minimum, you, you got to coalesce. You just, you got to. And, and sometimes, if your position maybe is counter to the groups or others, you need to explain your position and the logic for it and the reasoning for it, not just, here's what I'm going to do, in the story. You've got to show that you've thought through it and then get them to think through that. And maybe they'll point out, well, here's where you're wrong,
1: sir. That's the problem, though. The hamster for the wheel in Biden's head is a (laughs) sun-bleached skeleton. It hadn't been there for a minute. Well, does it feel like the American people are waking up
2: to that reality?
1: It does to me. They can't
2: hide from the fact anymore. I, I don't see how. I honestly don't see how. But its is it disturbing, however, that this guy's in charge? You know, and I, I hate to bring up, I, I'm not a whataboutism person. In fact, I detest whataboutism. I think there's too much of that. But I can't help but think in this particular case what the situation would look like if Donald Trump were the occupant of the White House. or Name anybody, but he's just the most recent. But but anyone who puts the country first, and I've said it before, that that's... My main praise for Trump was that he put the country first. And it just seems like since this guy's been elected, and to a great extent it's pervasive within the Democrat Party, this country's not first. And really, those who support many of those Democrats, you made a great point the other day that those that are being airlifted out of Afghanistan, Afghan nationals, in fact, likely love this country more than many Democrats. And I heard an interview with one this morning, well, why do you love America? And I got to tell you, I got chill bumps. Listen to an Afghan national speak in somewhat broken English a gazillion times better than I could speak their language or almost any American. I'm not being disrespectful. But when he said, I just love the freedoms and I love the fact that women can go to school. And I love and I love the way so many Americans love their country. It's un- unbelievable. Yet all we hear out of the left is how bad we are. Man. Break time here on the show. Don't forget at eleven oh five, Dr. Jerry Wyland, Mississippi State Medical Association. At twelve oh five, Ira Melman, Media Director, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Stay with us. We will be right back.
3: I wish there was a place where we could sample
15: wines before we buy.
5: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just open right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
16: Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Hot.
8: We're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. See what you can do at fightingforair.org.
17: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A nurse in Yazoo City was completely against the vaccine. Etta Saxton, a clinical manager at Yazoo City Medical Clinic, said after her husband contracted the virus in July and following a conversation with her doctor, she had a change of heart about the vaccine.
18: He answered all my questions, he cleared my mind of false information, and made me realize that...
19: It's really not new. This vaccine is not new. It's been out for a very long time. And y'all, if you don't get this vaccine, this virus... It's going to keep
18: showing its ugly face.
17: And Sunday marks the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. Her first landfall was as a strong category three hurricane in southeast Louisiana, then made a second landfall over Hancock County, still as a cat three. 238 people lost their lives in Mississippi with billions of dollars in damages. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
0: Come on. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more.
2: We are back on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. you got Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this rather toasty Tuesday. Dustin from Walnut on the C Spire text line writes, Isn't it an oxymoron when you put Biden, Schumer, Pelosi, and brain power in the same sentence? Uh, Plausible theory there. (laughs) No question about it. Just thinking about Rhino, these these, this concept of those in Afghanistan seem to have a greater affinity for our country than those in this country who benefit from its bounty. A constituent of an Iowa state rep left a rather hostile phone message. Because this is a constituent of this particular rep that happened to support legislation in Iowa, the state of Iowa, that would require the Pledge of Allegiance in schools. And her vituperative voicemail, shall we say, said, when did we start teaching white nationalism in schools? You're focusing on the effing Pledge of Allegiance. Get the F out of here. Nice lady. Uh, how do you respond to that?
1: You pat him on the head and give them a cookie and tell them to go back to kindergarten. They obviously didn't learn how to color in the lines.
2: <laughs> Goes on to say our children aren't proud to be American. Maybe the white suburban kids out in Adele, that would be a suburban area in Iowa, are proud to be American because their rights are afforded to them every day, and they don't have to fight for them. But for the rest of us, who are women, the poor, the elderly, the minorities, we're not effing proud. What are we proud of? We're proud of our racist history. We're proud of our racist roots. Is that what we're proud of? We're proud of the fact that not all citizens in the United States are afforded the same rights and the same privileges as the blonde-haired, blue-eyed ones. Did you know that, Rhino? Only blonde-haired, blue-eyed.
1: I guess I'm screwed.
2: Me too. I don't fit that description either. That's a bunch of colonizer bull. Oh, there's that word. Colonizer. Anytime you see that, you know you're dealing with a loon.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I saw the, uh, the usage of the word colonizer and a, an argument, for lack of a better word, that air conditioning and skyscrapers are rooted in white supremacy <laughs> because well, the colonizers failed to realize all these wonderful designs from indigenous peoples around the world that provide... Conditioned air, like building your home in the shade, like the pueblos. It's like, are the Pueblas still around? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> People are nuts. Not the squirrel crap. Uh, exactly.
2: It goes on to say, and the fact that you're effing perpetuating that is disgusting. Keep that s, etc. In the suburbs. You want to teach your kids to be a white nationalist? You can effing do it. But you and Kim Reynolds, that's uh, another rep, are effing disgusting, and you have absolutely no right to require that public schools teach children to be U.S. nationalist. F you and F this legislation. <laughs> I won't read the rest of it, but... This kind of sums it up. This is her final statement in this <laughs> rather happy voicemail. Pull your head out of your ASS, Carter, Jesus effing Christ. That's all you need to hear right there. You know you're dealing with a loom. Unbelievable. What possesses one to call their rep? and leave such a message.
1: But we live in such an oppressive society. Unbelievable. White nationalism. He's got the freedom to call and leave that voicemail without being (laughs) pulled out by the round shirts and whipped or chained to a chair like the communists in China.
7: Yeah.
2: Of an elected official. Of a government official. Right. In other countries, off with their heads. True. And some, yeah. It's just unbelievable. The lack of discernment and perspective. This is another situation where you can certainly, from a pragmatic and practical perspective, you can acknowledge that we continue to work through challenges. But you've also got to acknowledge just how great we are
1: those can coexist. That's the same thing I say about all the, the climate change or global warming or all this. If the people that are espousing climate change would take the two seconds to champion the wins that they've gotten, because I remember growing up and hearing all about acid rain, we're going to have to live through acid ra- Do we have acid rain? No. Isn't that a win for them? Yes! Why aren't they championing that? Oh, because it doesn't rile up people and get them to go out to vote for idiots. So true. That's absolutely so true. Uh, An
2: article in CBS, uh, an op-ed from one of their journalists last week, suggested climate change caused this problem in Afghanistan. I kid you not. Climate change! Yeah. How climate change... Help Strengthen the Taliban. That is the title of the article. I kid you not. Rural Afghanistan has been rocked by climate change. Floods and drought. Destroyed crops. Left people
1: hungry. I was going to give them the benefit of the doubt if they somehow tied it to lithium. <laughs> True. Because without the climate change push, you wouldn't have had the push for electric vehicles. Without the push for electric vehicles, you wouldn't have had the push for lithium-ion batteries. Without the push for lithium-ion batteries, you wouldn't have all this hoopla about Afghanistan having the world's largest lithium reserves. So if they wanted to paint with that brush, then it's still a stretch, and they're still spinning the heck out of it. But you could say climate change is indirectly related. But flooding in Afghanistan?
2: Estimated Reserves, right, of some $3 trillion in Afghanistan. But because of the Taliban and corruption, they've yet to leverage and exploit those natural assets. That changes the game. Look no further than Dubai. (laughs) A Mecca, honestly, of wealth. Uh, as a result of exploitation of their mineral assets. In- incredible. I mean, everything's brand new, top of the line. It- build their own island, right? Extended an island
1: and developed a... Not multi- just an island. They built a copy of the map of the world out of man-made islands. <laughs> uh, go out and look at it on YouTube. It's
2: uh, It's impressive. It's phenomenal what they've done but they're not to my knowledge they're not running around oppressing people and taking their heads off stuff like that Are there some bad guys over there
1: dubai does have their share of of human rights okay in action okay i don't know that they're actively trying to infringe on human rights but they definitely turn a blind eye to it but they're a hell of a lot better than most of their neighbors
2: it doesn't appear, however, just from images I've seen, that they are strictly adhered to Sharia law. No, no. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, again, I. It's amazing to me that an American citizen, as you said, can leave such a message and not understand the the ability to do such. Is what differentiates this country and what makes it great. That you can even leave such a message without consequences. How could you not be cognizant of that and discerning about that? Meanwhile, lack
1: of self awareness.
2: I guess. Where do we fail? I just don't know. I'm just tired of people taking down this country. I'm tired of it. Again, that's not to say I don't acknowledge that we have challenges. Of course we do. God made it that way. And we work as humans, as American citizens to address and solve those problems. But you got to take some stock in our achievements. You just got to. Otherwise you just miserable life. And that's what this person is, is miserable. Break time here on the show. Don't forget after the 11 o'clock break, Dr. Jerry Wyland from uh, Mississippi State Medical Association will join us.
14: It's a madness sale.
9: We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors, on the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors.
15: This is the opening agri market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up 8 to 93.44. March cotton was up 13 to 92.82. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans, rose 32.5 to 13.25 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans rose quarter to 13.30 and a half per bushel. December corn was up 8 cents to 543 and a half per bushel. March corn was up 7.5 to 550 and three quarters per bushel. At the market until October, live cattle is up 52 to 132.50. December, live cattle is up 85 to 137.67. October, feeders up 85 to 171.52. November, feeders up 62 to 172.32. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 51 points, 35,387. I'm Nixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
11: How old is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation?
10: Next year, we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary. Since 1922, our
2: purpose has been to provide a unified voice for Mississippi farmers in the legislative arena and
21: serve as a leader in the state's agricultural community. After a century, we remain as committed as we were day one. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it.
22: To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at
14: msfb.org.
0: yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi.
12: It's so awesome.
0: You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Come
4: on, let's get on with the show. Yay.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. The J.T. Show. Super Talk Mississippi. That's a little David Bowie there bumping us into this segment. Rhino, what did uh, Carrie and Richland have to say?
1: That one got me cracking up over <laughs> the break. Carrie and Richland on the C Spire text line. I'm totally confused now. Am I privileged because I'm white, a drunk because I have part Irish heritage, a ninja because I have part Japanese heritage, or do I have no rights and I'm oppressed because I have black hair and brown eyes? <laughs> I, I'm so
2: sick of all this. We don't have any rights. It, it's it kind of, <laughs> it reminds me of those who go all across social media to complain about privacy. (laughs) I don't have any privacy. (laughs) It's the same deal. You're dog-cussing a state rep. (laughs) I just have to laugh. It's illogical. (laughs) Lack of logic drives me nuts, by the way. That's illogical. I don't have any rights, you effing state (laughs) rep.
1: Yeah, illogical people and willfully ignorant people are two of my pet peeves. Especially in a world where you have these what would be called supercomputers a generation ago that fit in your pocket and have access to all the world's information. (laughs) It's ten seconds away from you. A couple taps with your thumbs and you can find whatever you want. No question. Why be ignorant? It's a choice at this point.
2: Oh, gosh. I believe if you are not taught to respect and have pride in our pledge of allegiance, national anthem, country, etc., in school, you end up foul mouth ass like him on the ceasefire text line. It's a good point. You, again, you have to conclude from that profane laced tirade that that individual had a breakdown in their upbringing. Sure, you want to discuss your position on the Pledge of Allegiance requirement in schools with the state rep and express your disagreement of that potential law? Absolutely. Have that discussion and bring some justification. Here, here are the potential risks and results for that. Um, or or it just, just talk about how you, you might think that conflicts in some way with your rights, the Constitution, etc. But when you dog cuss somebody like that, you ain't moving the needle. You just turned it backwards against you, is what you just did. It's interesting timing. I literally just read an article over the weekend in uh, Harvard Business Review, And I know I've talked about that before. It's not as wacko left-leaning as a lot of people think, even though it is produced by many of the faculty at what uh, I think the perception is of a very woke institution.
1: Because there is truth to the saying, go woke, go broke, and it's the business journal. They want to stay in business. They don't really give a rat's rear end about woke if it's not a part of the bottom line.
2: Excellent analysis, and ever so true. But I have found through the years much of what I have read in HBR to be of value to me and my business career. And so I I've, I've been a subscriber to it for decades. And I, I I you know so much content. You can't read it all. And I get the I have both a digital and a printed subscription. But this one caught my eye and it says, <laughs> Why do we shout? when we argue and I admit I'm guilty of that as well sometimes guilty but this article has caused me to retrench and rethink that now in the business setting I gotta tell you I rarely if ever did I I, when I was younger yes as I advanced in my career I just learned i got to focus on the result I'm looking for. What's the best way to get that result? Not knee-jerk, impulsive, profane-laced tirades yelling at people. And this article says, you do it because of lack of confidence. Well, I'd, I'd say not, that's one reason. Yeah. I would agree. Because confident leaders aren't fearful of having those discussions in a civil way and have confidence in their ability to persuade. It's all about selling. We're going to step aside right here as George Jones bumps us out of this segment. Super Talk News, Fox News coming up. Then Dr. Jerry Weiland, pediatrician and president of the Mississippi State Medical Association, joins us. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
6: News. I'm Lian Wu. Our military continues facing tough questions on the situation in Afghanistan. This
13: is a dangerous perilous environment. Uh, there is, uh, It's very
22: dynamic. It's very fluid. Uh, and we're doing the best we can to move as many people as we can as fast
6: as we can. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby saying the U.S. is in daily communication with the Taliban on security at the airport and that the focus is still to end the mission August 31st. Sales of new homes rose 1% in July. And the world is getting lyrics to a never-before-heard Beatles song. In Paul McCartney's upcoming book, The Lyrics, he's expected to include previously unseen lyrics to an unrecorded Beatles song. Tell me who he is. The book will also include handwritten lyric sheets and previously unseen personal photographs and drawings. Fox's Monica DeLuca. America's listening to Fox News.
17: I'm Amy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The Department of Health's latest report includes just under 3,300 new cases of COVID-19. And while some date back to June, 111 new deaths have been confirmed. The first time that number has reached triple digits for one day. And George County Deputy Bobby Daffin was laid to rest Monday. Daffin, who was 37, passed away on August 12th after a battle with COVID-19. He served in law enforcement for 14 years and leaves behind a 6-year-old daughter. And more college football teams are on the path to becoming fully vaccinated. Petersburg Mayor Toby Barker recently saluted one from the Pine Belt.
22: I want to salute folks who have who have done their part in trying to get more people vaccinated. One of those is our Southern Miss football team. Uh, they're nearing 100% vaccination. Few of them have their second dose still left to go. So we salute Coach Will Hall and all of the staff and players for taking the step, showing courage, and getting that vaccine
17: for Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
21: Hello, Archie Manning here. When you grow up in a town like Drew, you understand once a Mississippian, always a Mississippian. I love this place and care about what happens here. Our doctors are telling us 95% of new hospital patients who have COVID did not get vaccinated. We know the vaccine works, but only if you get it. It's easy and it works. Please get vaccinated, my friends, and stay healthy.
13: Sponsored by Delta Health Alliance. Go to getyourshotms.org.
17: The body of a Vicksburg native who was living in Alaska has been found. National Park Service officials say 40-year-old David White was found near a creek on the Wrangell-St. Elias National Park and Preserve. The last known communication from White, who was also a hunter, was on August 12th. Rangers say based on evidence found by searchers, it appears White attempted to cross the creek and was swept away by the current. And a leading manufacturer of heavy-duty power tools, hand tools, storage, and accessories is growing its presence in the Magnolia State. Milwaukee Tools will invest more than $7 million in a new facility in Clinton, which is an expansion of the current facility in Jackson. It's part of the company's recent commitment to creating 1,200 jobs in the region. The new facility is expected to be operational in November. To see more on this story, visit supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Amy Davis.
15: One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish
6: Good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians. Let, 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 let's do this. Three, two, one. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at Supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbons.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Tuesday. Joining us now in the studio, Dr. Jerry Wyland, pediatrician and a president of the Mississippi State Medical Association. Good morning, Dr. Wyland. Thanks so much for joining us. Morning. So uh, you recently became the president. How does that come about?
18: Uh, well, we have elections each year at our annual session, which is when doctors, as delegates, come from all over the state to decide on um, electing positions for leadership. Yeah, there's a new president each year.
2: And how many members do you have? Uh, do you know? Is, it, is
18: three thousand or so? Okay.
2: Uh, and physicians only? Physicians, or? yes. Okay. It's a.
18: It's a. We're State Medical Association is an association of Mississippi physicians.
2: I got you. And so what are the duties of the president, if you don't mind me asking?
18: Well, we, you know, we I am the leader of the uh, State Medical Association for the year. I uh, preside at all, wait, at all meetings. Yeah. Uh, we do have a board of trustees with a chairman who runs meetings. But okay. I'm responsible for taking care of any business that needs to be taken care of as yeah. far as MSMA goes. Well... The
2: business right now, I guess, is COVID, as they say. I it's, thought we were uh, going to
18: talk about that. <laughs> uh,
2: I think we should, but we're, we'll certainly no, talk about it. That's, that's fine.
18: It's, <laughs> it's appropriate.
2: Uh, the, the case numbers have been rising rather sharply in the last few weeks, uh, that, that being attributed to the uh, transmissibility and the contagious nature of the Delta uh, variant. The hospitals seem slammed. The ICUs are overwhelmed. It's uh, a big problem. Saw the numbers today. I think just over 3,000, if I'm not mistaken. Over 7,200, I believe, right, for the weekend that were reported yesterday. All right.
18: 3,291
2: yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So today, though, one thing that caught my attention was the number of deaths. At 111, I'm not sure, but that just kind of sounds like a record. Uh, in terms of I daily know. death numbers, uh, Rhino, you may you but, may know, but that but it's a lot. It's a lot, uh, far too many. Obviously, uh, any any is too many.
18: And I did not, d- I didn't dig into the numbers, but I, you know, the people who've been getting sick have been the younger folks. Yeah, um, old folks like me have already been vaccinated, and you know, but but the, our young Mississippians really don't have not felt the need to be vaccinated. I am hoping that's changing, but they're getting sick, and they're yeah. getting sick enough to going to the hospital and and some of them without any necessarily any good reason why it's them and not someone else are dying
2: yeah it, we we are witnessing an increase in vaccinations in our state I believe over seventy thousand in last week if I'm not mistaken Dr. Byers
18: said this morning fifty thousand last week but you know that's fantastic yeah
2: okay. so that's an uptick and nationally uh, there is a, a rise as well and, of course, uh, Pfizer just got uh, full FDA approval for, That's great. for their vaccine, and, and that seems to have um, kind of soothed uh, fears that many of the unvaccinated have, and, and uh, they're going out and getting their shots. But the other thing we're seeing is uh, lots of private organizations that are announcing uh, vaccination mandates. In fact, I think I saw that in uh, institutions as well, education institutions in particular, I think LSU now is uh, requiring. So kind of close to home, a major university, that news I believe just broke yesterday. There are some, some waivers and, and exceptions that can be granted, uh, but evidently that that's the kind of their rule. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like a private company should um, certainly have the right, at least? Is my view is they have the right to mandate. But would you like to see more private companies institute mandates?
18: What I'd like to see is not to have to mandate anything. Yeah, I'd too. like to have people say, gosh, this is something we need to do and do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, there have been, I mean, mandates sound so harsh, but yeah, we have had. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're mandated to go to public school with certain vaccinations. I mean, if you choose for your child not to be vaccinated they don't get to attend public school I'm a pediatrician so vaccines I've been I've been a supporter of vaccines for 40 years yeah I mean and they work not just this one they work you probably have never heard of anybody with homophilus influenza disease
2: okay I haven't I'm right. not sure what it is
18: okay because we eliminated it just about in the state of Mississippi and completely decrease it it's it was a terrible disease of children usually less than age 6 that was bacterial so this was even more serious than some of the viruses and it would cause things like epiglottitis which is a swelling of the near the voice box to the point where the child would not be able to breathe and die mm-hmm. and also meningitis bacterial meningitis which you know if they survived because it could be treated with antibiotics but if they survive they were sometimes left with problems you know not be able to hear other learning disabilities um h flu is one of the required vaccinations to attend school hmm. and this vaccine came out uh, well it was when i started my practice so early 80s and this these physicians that are graduating from the University of Mississippi Medical Center right now don't really know much about it hmm. except historically hmm. because of a vaccine. Yeah. Now I understand with COVID everything was so fast and um, you know it just seemed like it was rushed although uh, my husband works for the government and you know it seemed he was happy that they were able to cut red tape and do something that would take longer to do, usually. I mean, you know, it's a manifestation of our government that they don't usually work very fast. Yeah. For it to happen this quickly was fantastic. And then, of course, it made people concerned because it happened quickly. So it's sort of a, the 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 good news, bad news. The good news is we did it quickly. The bad news is people think we did it too quickly.
2: Well, I think the, the distinction is, and this is a question, I guess, is there. there's, of course, bureaucratic uh, red tape and administrative red tape and then there's clinical the clinical aspect of approval did we cut in your view any corners from I the i do not see
18: because i actually had tried to see if i could be in any of the early trials okay um yeah i remember talking to dr edney that for um, chickenpox, he was in one of the early trials though that i don't believe they cut any corners as far as any trials any step along the way of course i You know, I'm not a member of the FDA, and I mean, I'm not privy to that, but I really don't see that we did that. I mean, it still took a while. We're still doing all the testing we're supposed to do, and the final approval came after they did a final review.
2: Okay. So your level of confidence is is high in the process and the way this came about and the FDA uh, emergency use authorization and then final approval, and, and the word is that the Moderna vaccine is scheduled to get a uh, full final approval within just a few weeks, I think. I, I think they submitted a little later, if I'm not mistaken, than Pfizer right. did, the reason for that. I don't know that there's any... Well, the
18: Pfizer was the first, and then yeah. Moderna came out. Yeah, so they're, they're going to be... And then it'll be a, a few months before Johnson & Johnson yeah. comes out with, with their final approval. I mean, the the FDA does its process. I'm, sure. Um, like I said, I, I have always been... A proponent of vaccines i was in the group here in mississippi that was the first vaccinated yeah um because i didn't want to get covid
2: to those that say well this uh it appears that these vaccinations are going to require booster shots therefore they're really not vaccines how do you respond to that
18: oh well they're by definition vaccines you know we You're required, or not required, if you want to protect yourself from influenza, you have to take a flu shot every year. Right. And that's because the flu changes as it travels around the globe every year. And scientists have to try to figure out what strains are headed our way. And it's a bit of a crapshoot. Sometimes they get it right, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you have a year where your flu vaccine is very effective, and sometimes you have a year when it's not as effective.
2: Got it. Is there any evidence that these vaccines uh, would actually impair one's immune system as opposed to enhancing it?
18: There doesn't this just don't work that way. That's not how vaccines work.
2: Yeah. Well, it's just
18: questions know, that I know. have been it's, asked. I know. I, you know? I, um, it's hard for me to explain that because that's not how vaccines work. What vaccines do is they take a piece of whatever it is you want to make protection from and get it into your cell and tell your cells to make antibodies. Now, the, one of the problems is people who don't have a very good immune response, yeah. whether they have it because of whatever their illness is, um, they're not going to do as well with vaccines. They're not going to make the antibodies as well. And they may, I mean, first off, they won't get as good a protection yeah. and they may be, as as you know now, are being suggested immediately that those kind of people go ahead and take a third vaccine
2: um, we got a break right here can you hang around with us I think so for another segment I want to ask you about uh, protecting our children you being a pediatrician you. you might have some insight on that I would suspect So <laughs> we'll come right back with Dr. Jerry Wyland, pediatrician and president of the Mississippi Medical Association Mississippi State Medical Association stay with us
7: when he called your name Jolie
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain with a heat wave, high near 97. And for your Thursday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 93. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
20: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High, Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Callaway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the south, period. We offer bulk soils for the do-it-yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's
7: is... Callaway's is... Everything for home and garden, that's what Cadillacs give.
3: It's Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from three until six, right here
0: on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're hearing the JT show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. They always say what they want, they're open
8: about their opinions, if they're not afraid to say what they feel.
2: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Doctor Jerry Wyland, pediatrician, president of the Mississippi State Medical Association, is our guest in the studio. So, this is a question, Doctor Wyland, from Gary in the Berg. Uh, wants to know about the effectiveness of synergists for RSV in infants, and could, if possibly, could it possibly have any effectiveness against COVID?
18: Synergist has been around for quite a while. It is a passive form of immunity. What we do is we give shots, and this is very specific. There are uh, very few children who actually qualify for this. You have to have some underlying health issues or be an extreme premature baby, and you can have it in your first year. Uh, It's very controlled. They do testing about when RSV is present. The baby gets a shot once a month uh, during the RSV season. It is specific for respiratory syncytial virus, RSV. Okay. It would have no effect on coronavirus.
2: Got
7: you.
18: However, the monoclonal antibodies that we are now able to use in people who are contracting COVID is fantastic. This is going to reduce hmm. admissions to the hospital. Um, if you get COVID, there there is a... He- there is a um, call line at the department of health you can call the number and find out where you can get monoclonal antibodies and this should prevent hopefully would prevent you from getting serious covid disease it is similar to the to the synergist to the rsv um, passive immunity
2: gotcha Uh, another question is uh, wants to know if there's any data to prove the vaccine works it's not been out long enough what, what do you, this is a common uh, no, no, I, uh, this is a, a, a common I guess objection and a common uh-huh. statement that that we hear from those who are hesitant to get vaccinated. Yeah. They just don't believe it's effective.
18: Well, I don't I'm probably not the best person to answer the question except to say that if you look at the numbers, you know, we had the big surge and then as Vaccine became available until the Delta variant. Yeah. We had a tremendous decrease and we were all able to kind of go back to not having to wear a mask at Kroger. Right. It was great. It was great. Yeah. But, um, but. When you have a large, I mean, at the time or even now, we still our vaccination rate is very low. Yeah. And the, um, we've gone up from thirty four percent to thirty eight percent, but that's still pretty dismal. Right, and you have that many unvaccinated people. The the virus all it wants to do is get in your cell and replicate, makes you sick, replicate, and then makes more of itself. Well, these things are clever; they replicate at a very high rate and then they mutate and this is what has happened with the delta variant they mutated something unfortunately bigger and badder and then what you see is the cases now still to your listener i would say that the extreme majority of the people that have gotten this delta variant surge were not vaccinated so i do think that you can i mean that's anecdotal but you can say that that it does work. Now, they're going to pull out the cases where people who've been vaccinated get sick also. The same thing happens with the flu vaccine. You take the flu vaccine. It's a shield, not a force field. All right. It, it helps you. If you do get the virus, then you don't usually have as many, many symptoms. You don't get quite as sick, and you don't end up in the hospital, and you don't end up on the ventilator. So I, I think that there's evidence, if you look at the numbers, that the people who are getting sick didn't get vaccinated.
7: Yeah.
2: Well, the, certainly the data bears that out. There are a lot of people that, that uh, question the accuracy and the validity of that data, and there are folks that also believe that it's impossible to test uh, for the, the variant that one is infected with. And I've, I've spoken to some of my physician friends that say they absolutely have the means yeah. to do that. There's a sequencing process yeah. they go through yeah. to do that. Um, anyhow, here's another question. What's the correlation of vaccines and the rise of autism?
18: There's no correlation. Vaccines have never been proven to cause autism, period. Amen. Autism is a terrible disease. It's very hard to diagnose. It usually happens in children as, as they're becoming toddlers. You become aware that they have some signs of autism. Um, what you the, the problem, I think, with people who like to think there's a connection is that's when you get all your shots as a child. Yeah. You get them at 2, 4, 6, 12, 15, 18.
7: Yeah.
2: Because even at, at older ages, like meningitis and so forth, right, is typically when that – isn't that right? Sorry? Meningitis isn't uh vaccines? It oh, are, there are vaccines against yeah.
18: meningitis. Remember I just talked about yeah. the haemophilus influenza is right. one. Pneumococcal is one. Okay. Uh, the meningococcal, those – we target older children with that. Those are the ones that were kind of rare but very devastating. Meningi- meningococcal, meningitis are the ones you. that if you would – you would have fever and you would be dead in a day. If you were lucky enough to make it to the hospital – you could lose limbs and be very sick for a very long time. So, that's another that's it, it, that's another vaccine success story. And I don't have all the particulars, but we do have one meningitis vaccine that we were given to teenagers, that was only a few of the strains, the most common strains of meningococcal uh, disease. We got it out to enough children, teenagers, yeah. young adults that. Those strains don't cause the disease anymore. There's another other bunch wow. of strains that cause disease. I so see. we now have a second one. I see. So there's now two different ones that hopefully eventually will be combined into one. But that's kind of a vaccine success story.
2: Uh, and I mean, it's just science at the end of the day, is, is it not? I mean, these are just creations of science and, and scientists. It, Co- <laughs> I mean, correct. What they I mean, but that's
18: what I mean, some especially like the MRNA um, vehicle yeah. for uh, vaccines. That's been in the develop. That's been somebody's life work for twenty years. Yeah. I mean, there's somebody that's been doing that for all of their adult life, and finally it gets used. There's a lot of scientists out there that do something for twenty years and it never gets used.
2: So it's accurate to say, is it not, Doctor, that that development of these vaccines didn't start when COVID hit?
18: Oh no, no. As a matter of fact, the mRNA um, vehicle uh, is currently being used for the ebola vaccine now i'm not a world traveler yeah. uh, but if i was going to africa i would i would take mm-hmm.
7: it
2: interesting so there are of course reports that show that the vaccines uh they they help uh prevent serious illness but they're they they do not uh, seem to be slowing down the spread especially with the delta virus i think at first we were sort of told well you're less likely to shed virus if you're vaccinated with the delta virus given its highly contagious nature apparently you can but it would seem to me, though, if if folks are vaccinated and you're shedding and someone contracts it from a vaccinated person, and that is a vaccinated person that contracts it, they're likely to not have serious disease Correct. from it. And that's but, the but point. But if you're
18: sitting next to somebody who's, who's not. not vaccinated, yeah. then they are at more risk.
2: Yeah. So that's definitely uh, an issue. Another question that is, I think, frequent is uh, if I see if I can find it. What about uh, – Pregnant women, uh, what's the recommendation on that? I've seen the the Academy of OBGYN say they recommend
18: it. ACOG does recommend it. I understand the, the hesitancy in pregnant women. I mean, pregnant women just have nine months of worry and kind of guilt sure. anyway. Sure. And if something happens in relation to getting the vaccine you know you you would probably say oh, i wish I hadn't gotten it but here's kind of something very interesting um, that w- the once you're vaccinated as a mom you will pass those antibodies on to your oh, un- unborn baby didn't know that and if you're breastfeeding you will pass it along to your well, child so they will have some protection huh. uh, again it's it's difficult I hope they'll do it yeah. um, I think as it becomes more prevalent, to, to, the vaccine stays out there longer. I think pregnant women will have an opportunity. If you're not pregnant, go get it now. Then you won't have to worry about doing it when you are pregnant.
2: Another question that comes up, uh, Dr. Wyland, is uh, concerning natural immunity and the strength and the the uh, the protective nature of natural immunity. I mean, that, that exists. That's oh, a thing, correct. right? Yeah. Yes, yes. So is there a guideline on when someone who has perhaps been infected with COVID and probably has built up natural immunity, when should they consider being vaccinated?
18: Well, first off, let me start by saying as soon as they feel well enough, they should. But let me tell you why. Okay. We do know that you'll get you'll have some protection from the variant that you had. For about ninety days, at least. But this is an for ongoing the
2: variant you have. It's
18: for the variant you had. Oh, I I mean, you'll have. Oh, I've heard that before. Well, well, you'll have some against all COVID, yeah. Yeah. but you'll have your best. So, say you just got COVID a, a month ago. You had yeah. the Delta variant. Yeah. You will have protection against the Delta variant. Now, if another variant comes along, or you, one of the older ones comes along, you could be infected with that. I've had, I've had, my, I've had patients have the unfortunate luck of getting. Uh, Influenza A and B in the same season. How about that? It's pretty bad luck.
2: We're up against a break, uh, Doctor, but i got lots of questions here. If you can hang around, we'd love to share those with you and get your response. Appreciate it. Dr. Jerry Weiland, pediatrician, president of the Mississippi State Medical Association, is our guest in the studio. Hang in there with us. The JT Show we will be right back.
11: I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission.
8: People
14: are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021
11: started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal, your prayer can unlock
21: the power of God to change your life. If we spend more time praying and less
14: time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org, make a donation, and help change your life today.
9: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 in our headquarter right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at majesticmetalsinc.com.
19: Wives, do you have trouble getting your husbands to see a doctor? Tell them the doctor has a boat for sale. At Man Up MD, we understand most men don't have a doctor, but they should. Man Up MD is a men's clinic designed for men by men to handle manly issues. From day-to-day primary care to reclaiming your energy and vigor, Man Up MD can keep you healthy and feeling your best. Check us out at menshealthmississippi.com. That's menshealthms.com.
9: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro, call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems,
4: or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable energy star qualified systems in the industry
1: call pure air consultants today 601-939-7420
19: a proud provider of ream home ac systems (laughs) are you feeling it
13: (sighs) ream the new degree of comfort I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk
17: Mississippi News. The Department of Health's latest report includes just under 3,300 new cases of COVID-19. And while some date back to June, 111 new deaths have been confirmed. The first time that number has reached triple digits for one day. And George County Deputy Bobby Daffin was laid to rest Monday. Daffin, who was 37, passed away on August 12th after a battle with COVID-19. He served in law enforcement for 14 years and leaves behind a 6-year-old daughter. And more college football teams are on the path to becoming fully vaccinated. Pettisburg Mayor Toby Barker recently saluted one from the Pine Belt.
22: I want to salute folks who have, who have done their part in trying to get more people vaccinated. One of those is our Southern Miss football team. Uh, they're nearing 100% vaccination. Few of them have their second dose still left to go. So we salute Coach Will Hall and all
6: of the staff and players for taking
22: the step, showing courage, and getting that vaccine.
17: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Eddie Davis.
6: Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Rebecca Turner. I'm vaccinated because I want to set a great example for my children and also keep them safe. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if you get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov. This message is brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi Media.
0: you can text the jt show 601-879-4395 that's 601-879-4395 now here's more with gerard gibbert on super talk mississippi
6: greatest man alive. But now I'm a man. Way past 21. I want you to believe me, baby.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. We've got Dr. Jerry Weiland, president of the Mississippi State Medical, excuse me, State Medical Association, also a pediatrician in the studio, talking about Vaccines and so forth. So uh, always questions about uh, um, natural immunity, and I think we we discussed that. But interesting nuance to that, Dr. Weiland, that... It appears that natural immunity is only effective if you've been infected with a particular vi- uh, variant against that variant. Well,
18: well is that, that true? Okay, I probably missed you have very good protection against that variant. You probably have some protection okay. about with the others, okay. but but you shouldn't feel you're as protected as you would be with the vaccine. Okay. And one other thing I'd like to say is is and this is, I think, why the public is having some problems with the whole coronavirus thing. Um, you know, 18 months ago, this was called a novel virus. Yep. Okay? When someone in the medical profession says something is novel, it's not necessarily a good thing. It means it's new. It means we don't really know what it is, what it can do, where it's headed. I mean, so, so I think... It's not been helpful, but we've just done the best we can, giving you the information with data that's reliable. Um, So if you have just recently had the Delta variant, you will have probably, and of course this again is ongoing, these tests will be ongoing, but you'll have good protection for at least about three months. However, you won't necessarily have protection, as good a protection against any other variant should one one develop or from the previous um, variants that we've already seen
2: so there are lots of questions from uh, folks about just that if you've had covid and your antibodies are high do you still need the vaccine now and and what's the recommendation on that
18: well i think the cautious recommendation would be yes because you will get protection against some of the other variants yes you do have protection as i just mentioned for at least three months or so uh, and we may find that you have it longer than that i mean if you want to keep checking your antibody levels that's great yeah um we joked in pediatrics when this thing came out that um, we've seen so many coronaviruses in our lives we probably have some small protection against yeah. anything.
2: Yeah. Uh, what is the problem with Ivomic? It worked in India. Have you heard with that? I V O M E C. This the, is
18: that is that Ivormic
2: Well, I don't know. That may be what they're saying, it be a, but
18: it might be a brand name. I. I, I I'm not know.
2: familiar with it. But, of course, ivermectin, I think uh, uh, Dr. Thomas Dobbs, the state health officer, just had to issue a statement on that. Lots of folks seem to be um, taking ivermectin that they're procuring from vet stores and so forth without right. a prescription. And and that, of course, is is uh, at the strength and design for animals. Correct. Not humans.
18: I mean, I think there'll be ongoing tests with all of this. I mean, it's the same thing as the chloroquine. Yeah. Um, but we just – that didn't pan out and i don't know that this will either I, I i find it hard to believe that someone would rather take medicine designed for animals than go get a vaccine that's been proven to be helpful
7: yeah
2: is there a treatment for a seven-month-old that is contracted um COVID? how do you guys deal in with
18: that? in babies yeah the w- the monoclonal antibodies are only approved for age 12 and above and if you're 88 pounds or above, okay. it is not being used in young babies. We give them we give them support. That's why you have the numbers. From, I did talk to Dr. Jenny Hong yesterday, who's the associate chief medical officer at the Children's of Mississippi Hospital Children's yeah. Hospital. Um, as of yesterday, they had seven patients physically in the in the ICU. Five of them were on ventilators. Two in the NICU. That's newborns. That's less than. Those are babies that are less than a month of age. One of those is on a ventilator. Um, there are 11 of them on the floor that aren't in the unit. And in the whole children's hospital, there are as many as 30 that are actually requiring ICU-like care.
2: Yeah, I read an article uh, published by uh, Children's of Mississippi uh, talking about uh, multisystem inflammatory syndrome, mis And as
18: of yesterday, they had six to seven hospitalized with mis multi multisystem inflammatory. Inflammatory syndrome, syndrome in children. There is a MISa, which is adults.
2: And is that uh, brought on by COVID? By it COVID is COVID related.
18: By okay. definition, if you, if it's MIS or MIA, okay. I mean, I'm sorry, MISc or MISa. It is COVID related. There are other similar diseases like Kawasaki's, but this is specific for COVID. You're seeing either people having children having a prolonged fever. Or they get well, and then they get tremendously sick again, and that's the misc.
2: Yeah. So folks are asking us. Here's one. Uh, Brandon from Corinth says, I'm vaccinated and have the natural immunity from December when evidently Brandon had COVID. How likely am I to get infected with it again? Well, I, I don't know how you say that, I, right?
18: I think he's in pretty good shape. But remember, yeah. Brandon, it's a shield, not a force field. Right. Um, good you still way to don't put wanna, it. You still yeah. don't want to get next to somebody that's coughing. Um you still want to mask up in those areas that it's appropriate. You, you just you want to stay home if you're sick. You want to tell people to stay home if they're sick. But he's probably in pretty good shape.
7: Yeah.
2: Uh, so. Let's see if I've got what else i got. Uh, what happened to ages 12 to 15 with a Pfizer vaccine? They say 16 and older.
18: No, no. Um, right now, as of right now, okay. if you are 12 and above, you can receive the Pfizer. So 12 and above can receive Pfizer.
2: And did the FDA a- approve it's it approved. under the full authorization?
18: As my understanding is the full authorization.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't know that I mean, the, was the
18: nuances s- between the full and the, the EUA, uh, I, I think are, again, the... The EUA EU, are just waiting for final review. Yeah. There's no, I mean, it's not ongoing testing. There's ongoing review of data and of, of reports.
2: Statistically speaking, is one of the vaccines more effective than others? Reports I've read suggest that the Moderna seems to be more effective against the Delta variant than uh, the Pfizer.
18: That may be. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- those are ongoing yeah. tests. I mean, that's something that Dr. Dobbs and Dr. Byers could tell you. Yeah. Um, but they... You know that both of the mRNA, which is the Pfizer and the Moderna, seem to be a little bit better than Johnson and Johnson, but still, even if you took the Johnson and Johnson, that's better than nothing at all. Yeah, so.
2: yeah. Lot of lot of uh, speculation about uh, just the the durability of uh, of COVID. Do you think it's here to stay, like uh, the the typical flu is?
18: I'm I'm concerned that it is. Yeah. I, it it wants to change. It'll keep. You know they. Viruses do that. I I think it's, well, you know, first off, coronaviruses are here. This particular super coronavirus um, may remain in some capacity. I think we should plan on that.
2: One of the things that uh, my physician friends have shared is that even though uh, even antibodies are are effective, uh, as you indicated earlier, that it appears that the Delta variant uh, escalates more rapidly. And and so it, the, the tr- various treatments, therapeutics, are more effective when they're administered early of onset of disease. I think, like most treatments are, uh, and and it's a concern that it just it gets on you so quick you can't get to uh, these therapeutic treatments. Well, but the,
18: the, the, those the the monoclonal antibody delivery sites are being expanded throughout the state. Again, yeah. the Mississippi Department of Health does have a clearinghouse you can call and you can be told where in your area, you can get this done. Yes, you should go get tested if you're positive, and you should go ahead and see about getting the monoclonal antibodies. If you have any underlying health issues, and unfortunately Mississippians do, whether it includes obesity, high blood pressure, yeah. heart disease, asthma, if you have any of those, you once you have the diagnosis of COVID, you need to get those antibodies. They can now be given sub-Q, which is four shots under your skin um, instead of the IV which, right. just t- which takes less medical personnel to administer, and so we can get the medicine into more people.
2: Makes sense. Um, you know, when I contracted COVID in, in November of 20, it, it presented with loss of taste and smell, and it came on literally within about two hours. I had I just noticed I happened to be drinking iced tea. and I like, could, couldn't taste this. Two hours prior I had some, and I could. And, uh, and that's the only symptom i had so i went and got tested the next day it turns out i was i was positive uh and i and that loss of taste and smell stayed with me for about two months and then finally returned it's it's 100 percent now thank god but there there's still a lot of folks that say well the the mortality and the survivability of covid is uh mortality low survivability high Therefore it's just no bother. I am going to survive this, but there're still a lot of folks that have lasting symptoms. I know people that still don't have taste and smell almost a year later.
18: Correct. But this is the problem. You know, sometimes statistics helps us in medicine and sometimes I don't think it does. Yeah. You know, you have a 99.9% survivability rate of COVID. Yeah. But if you spent a month on a ventilator in the ICU, your life is never going to be the same. Probably you probably have scarred
2: lungs for life, but you would live. You survive. Right. You're in
18: that yeah. 99.9%. I'm with you. But And then, you know, some people say, oh, you just lost taste and smell. What's the big deal? Uh, <laughs> Not you, a good want, quality of life. I would like your like your listeners to think about this. You know, taste and smell are what we call cranial nerves. Yeah. That means that virus has been in your head Ah, and has gotten into some very sensitive areas for you to lose the taste of sense and smell for any length of time
2: appreciate you joining us today dr jerry wyland pediatrician and president of the mississippi state medical association very informative thank you doctor thanks we'll be right back on the jt show stay with us
9: Hi, this is Kelsey Grammer. When military service members head into
14: battle, none are expected to face the enemy alone, but many return home and become isolated as they struggle with the visible and invisible wounds of war. It can be difficult knowing how to overcome that challenge and rekindle bonds similar to those formed in the military. Wounded Warrior Project supports these injured veterans through their recoveries by connecting them with fellow warriors and their communities. No one should fight this battle alone. Join us at WoundedWarriorProject.org.
13: Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Known for serving breakfast all day, Monday through Sunday till 2 p.m. They also serve lunch from 11 to 2 each day. And for a limited time, enjoy 20% off lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you tell them you heard it on Super Talk Mississippi. Spillway Diner, where you are greeted with a welcome and a smile. Located on the corner of Spillway and Old Famine. For a full menu and customer reviews, check out Spillway Diner
15: on Facebook. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The Biden administration will apparently kick the can down the road on ethanol blending requirements for 2021 and propose blend volumes lower than 2020 levels. Reuters and the Oil Pricing Information Service first reported EPA would not issue specific ethanol blending requirements for 2021, known as their renewable volume obligation. The move comes after the Trump administration last year passed on proposing blend volumes for 2021, and the Biden administration chose to do the same. Thing. The EPA is required under the law to set the blend volumes for cellulosic, biodiesel, and advanced biodiesel, as well as the total blend volumes. In 2020, total biofuel blend volumes topped 20.09 billion gallons. The move effectively sets the status quo ethanol blend volumes under the renewable fuel standard for 2020 and 2021 without any increase in refiner obligations to increase the blends. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News
4: Network. Hey, y'all. Let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load.
22: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super
12: Talk Jackson.
0: Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino.
12: Great news, everybody.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
12: Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
1: The wow.
2: So, Tim and McGee asked, I think this is worth uh, sharing with our audience, Rhino. What's the phone number to get the antibody treatment if you have COVID? 877-978-6453. Uh, He responds, thanks so much. know a lot of my customers with it. 877-978-6453. That's the phone number to call if you're interested in receiving the monoclonal antibody treatment. So what happens, Rhino? They schedule you? uh, It's a way to get scheduled for it and figure out where to go?
1: All I know is that is the number on the website connected to the questions about MAB treatment. Call the hotline. Okay. So I think they'll direct you in the right direction. State Health Department website? Yeah, it's on the msdh.ms.gov website.
2: Okay. Thomas and Greenwood afo- informs that Tate Reeves, the governor of the state of Mississippi, is live now, and I'm not sure what the uh, the subject matter is of that, of that press conference. I assume it is related to COVID and the outbreak we are experiencing in the state, and the rather dire situation across the uh, our medical institutions, uh, assuming that. But well, we'll see what we can find out uh, about that while he is uh, talking and probably also talking about the, the staffing issue. You recall we had uh, the MEMA director on last week talking about the RFP, his agency, issued for some of these these traveling uh, physician nurse organizations to come uh, into Mississippi and augment uh, our staff, our existing staff and personnel that's, that, are, that live and work here, of course, uh, to see if we can handle some of uh, the excess patient load, which is incredible. Uh, and I think that this was, uh, he also made a request to the governor, if I'm not mistaken, to the federal government for some form of assistance in that regard. So I maybe had two different uh, efforts going on at the same time. Yeah, Thomas and Greenwood says Democrats are screaming about Medicaid expansion as part of that. Uh, here's some little news to pass on. Brian and Madison says that uh, the drummer for the Rolling Stones, Charlie Watts, has passed away.
1: How old was he? He was close to 80, right? Maybe in his 80s? Yeah, he had just turned 80 in early June. Dang. Uh, he is survived by his spouse, Shirley Ann Shepard. They were married in 1964, yeah. and his child, Serafina Watts. Sorry to
2: hear that. Won't be the same. Those guys have hung on, haven't they? Long time. And, uh, of course, the the, the uh, their lifestyles are legendary, but they seem to have, have survived it. You know, I, uh, Charlie, I don't think, would be necessarily ranked amongst the most prolific drummers but absolutely perfect for the rolling stones i mean just just perfect cadence and and uh, sense of the the drum as an instrument in their music ringo star same way
1: he, i could be wrong but if i'm not mistaken charlie watts is a perfect example of if you don't like the direction your life's going in try a different direction because if i'm not mistaken he went to school to be a graphic designer or something and then picked up the drums and then met Mick Jagger and Keith Richards and all of them on the scene and became their drummer.
2: Yeah. I didn't actually know that. So, hmm. Interesting. So he just, graphic designer to drummer, rock drummer, and and, uh, a band that is, of course, iconic throughout the world and, gosh, produced so much great music. I don't know how many albums but a whole dang bunch of them and sold out live performances all over the planet and just fun music just good fun music uh on ed sullivan <laughs> i remember that the old black and white days incredible uh let's see uh yeah so it's, it's, this is a, just a text I'm reading here on the ceasefire text line. Uh, this individual says his son was stationed at Fort Benning uh, in, in the Army, and he'd been through boot camp, tested at the top 2%, got the vaccine. Three weeks later, he's hospitalized. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, how you can attribute that necessarily to the vaccine. And here's the thing. For every case... And first of all, I'm very sorry about that. Um, I just want you to know that and to appreciate his service. But I think for every case that you can point to where there's some sort of side effects like that, you can point to, I don't know, a couple of billion where there aren't. And that's why it's just, there's just risk in everything, you know, you put in your body. And it's it's not 100%, as they say. But, I, again, I'm incredibly sorry and, and hope he fully recovers. And, And uh, we'll be good to go. We'll take a break right here. Time for the news. When we come back, we've got Ira Melman, Media Director of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Stay
0: with us. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN, Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090.
6: I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden sticks to the timeline to leave Afghanistan. We can confirm from a U.S. official that President Biden has taken a decision and he will not extend that August 31st deadline. The U.S. military will comply. Fox's Jennifer Griffin. What we've learned is that the U.S. Marines are no longer guarding the U.S. embassy uh, in Kabul. The Taliban and the U.S. military alike are very concerned, concerned still about threats from ISIS-K, al-Qaeda. The British Prime Minister says the G7 has agreed their number one condition for the Taliban was granting safe passage to Afghans who wanted to leave after the deadline. And a non-commissioned army officer seen on video confronting a black man, accosting and shoving him has been convicted of third degree assault. America's listening to Fox News.
4: Oh be sure and check out the newly remodeled
14: Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
17: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Now that the Pfizer vaccine has full FDA approval, the military will move to mandate it for all service members. We're seeing hospitals and employees across the state issuing those same requirements. Dr. Mark Horn, likens it to construction workers wearing
4: hard hats even if you don't get terribly sick with it you can spread it to others like in our nursing homes which we've seen it's it's basic common sense i don't like telling people they have to do certain things But it really is not different than any of these other examples in my mind.
17: And a suspect has been charged with the weekend murder of a recent Ole Miss graduate. 19-year-old Keith Harmon Jr. of Batesville faces first-degree murder charges
22: in the shooting death of 24-year-old John Adams, who was killed at the Lynx apartment complex in Oxford early Saturday morning. Harmon's bond has been set at $1 million. The victim had just graduated from Ole Miss back in May with a degree in mechanical engineering.
21: I'm Andy Davis. Hello, Archie Manning here. When you grow up in a town like Drew, you understand once a Mississippian, always a Mississippian. I love this place and care about what happens here. Our doctors are telling us 95% of new hospital patients who have COVID did not get vaccinated. We know the vaccine works, but only if you get it. It's easy and it works. Please get vaccinated, my friends, and stay healthy.
13: Sponsored by Delta Health Alliance. Go to getyourshotms.org.
17: There's not a lot of difference in marijuana use among Caucasians and African-Americans, but former Department of Public Safety Commissioner Marshall Fisher said four times as many African-Americans will be arrested for possession. And in states where it's already legal, consider where the
21: dispensaries end up. 52% of the placement of these dispensaries are in three counties in Colorado. 80% of the... Of the uh, Dispensaries in California, I believe that 's correct, are in twenty percent you know of of the area of
12: California yeah.
17: Lawmakers are hammering out the details of a medical marijuana program from Mississippi. An original woman has pled guilty to unemployment fraud. 71-year-old Judith Middleton faces a maximum
22: of 10 years in prison after it was revealed that unemployment benefits from the state of Washington had been fraudulently deposited in her bank account in May of 2020. Washington officials have admitted to the loss of hundreds of millions of dollars due to unemployment fraud during the
17: pandemic. I'm Andy Davis.
14: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3.
12: And now, the moment you've all been
0: waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
2: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, rolling into our three of the program. Joining us on the line now, Ira Melman, Media Director of Federation for American Immigration Reform. Uh, good afternoon, Ira. Thanks for joining us today.
12: It's a pleasure. Good afternoon.
2: So a lot of folks, I think, are interested. That's why we wanted to have you on the program and uh, the process for the the many Afghan refugees that uh, are exiting Afghanistan and are being transported into other countries and into this country as well. Uh, How is that going to work, and, and what do we need to know about that?
12: Well, what we need to know about it right now is that there is chaos going on. Uh, the administration was no better prepared for the aftermath of their withdrawal than they were actually prepared for the withdrawal itself. Uh, so we have a lot of uh, people who are stranded there on the ground. As the president himself has said, the number one priority is getting those Americans who remain uh, in uh, Kabul and elsewhere in Afghanistan out of the country. Uh, our second obligation is to the people who helped us over the past 20 years, people who have offered material support uh, to the United States' effort in that country. Uh, dealing with the other refugees is going to be an international issue. Uh, you know, We and other countries are going to have to figure out uh, how we're going to deal with them. Clearly, we can not resettle, uh, you know, a significant portion of the Afghan population in the United States or in other countries. Uh, so, you know, these were all the things that the administration should have considered before uh, their precipitous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, but it's now something that we're going to have to consider. We we also have to remember uh, that. Within hours of the, of the Taliban taking over Kabul, the Department of Defense issued a warning saying that we were at much greater danger now for international terrorism. Uh, so in addition to just the sheer uh, number of people trying to come out, there is also the danger of terrorists coming out of that country uh, who are aiming to attack the United States and our, our allies.
2: Well, certainly the nation and the world have seen the images of Afghan nationals being boarded onto American aircraft and, and transported. Where are they, where are they landing? What, what's happening? Who's in sort of charge of their fate? Mm-hmm.
12: Mm-hmm. Well, I- initially they were being taken to uh, bases here in the United States. Uh, now they are transporting them to American bases outside the United States, which is uh, a good move. Yeah. Uh, we, we have all these bases in the Middle East and in Europe. Uh, we, we need to take people to extra tori- extraterritorial bases so that we can sort it all out. We, we have no idea who's getting on these planes right now, uh, and we need to figure out who those people are before they're resettled anywhere once they're in the United States, once they're physically present on U.S. soil, they're virtually assured of remaining here in the United States. Yeah. Uh, we have no chance of removing them. Uh, so, you know, what needs to continue is that they take these people to these international bases, figure it out there. The problem is uh, that some of our European allies, most notably Angela Merkel in Germany, are so annoyed with the Biden administration that they're threatening not to let us use uh, bases in their countries to sort this all out. Uh, but whether it's in Europe or whether it's in some of our Middle Eastern bases, we need to do this outside the United States in order to protect the security of the American people.
2: And it may be an obvious and rhetorical question, uh, but are, is it the risk that there are some bad folks amongst the group that are getting on these airplanes and landing in the United States?
12: Well, you know, it it isn't just you and me who are wondering about this. As I said, the Department of Defense, the Pentagon, uh, has said exactly the same thing. Now, we we know President Biden hasn't listened to them in the past. You know, we might not be in this mess if he had. Uh, But you have a clear warning now from the Department of Defense saying that this is a real danger. Uh, In addition, we have a wide open border with Mexico. We have more than 200,000 people being apprehended every month coming across. We, We don't know how many make it through without detection. Uh, so this presents an even greater danger now. I mean, the, the southern border uh, situation was a mess before; it was chaotic, it was a national disgrace, it was a health crisis, it was a human humanitarian disaster. Now it is a legitimate national security uh, p- problem, and we better be paying attention to it.
2: Wow, it's just just amazing. So uh, the the administration says that they intend to extract every American. Uh, out of Afghanistan and and get them safe, but the Taliban is saying, you got till August 31st, and that seems like a virtually impossible task at the rate it's occurring now, and with so many Americans saying, I can't get to the airport, and and the State Department says, the only way we can get you out is if you get to the airport, so there, there are issues there. My concern is should we not be prioritizing Americans over Afghanis and trying to get them safely out of the country?
12: Well, the president has said so himself. Uh, The question is, uh, as you point out, a lot, excuse me. A lot of them can't get to the airport. Uh, they can't make it uh, to safety. And you know, August thirty-first is exactly one week from today. Yeah. Uh, the Taliban has said that they are. You know, things will change on August thirty-first. We may have a cri- a hostage crisis. Uh, mm-hmm. Many many times, the magnitude of the hostage crisis in Iran in nineteen seventy-nine mm-hmm. and nineteen eighty. So um, w- th- th- this is something that the administration is going to have to work out again. Uh, it- I mean, it just points to, the, it gives evidence to the fact that this administration isn't prepared for anything. Uh, they were not prepared for the crisis they created at the southern border. They were not prepared for the crisis that ensued after their withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, We can no longer take this administration's word for anything. Uh, The American public and Congress needs to exercise oversight over what's going on because the security of the nation is at stake here. In addition, as you mentioned, to thousands and thousands of American citizens who are right now uh, trapped in Afghanistan uh, and can't get out right now. So we also have,
2: of course, uh, Mr. Melman. This situation at our southern border that this administration seems to be in total denial of. It, uh, honestly, it seems like they're denial that they're in denial that there's even an issue in Afghanistan with getting Americans out. Uh, but this situation c- continues to worsen. It appears at our southern border. Yet the Democrats have planned a, a complete uh, amnesty uh, provision in this three and a half trillion dollar. A budget, so called budget reconciliation bill that's on the table. What are we going to do about this situation at the border?
12: Well, uh, look, I mean, an amnesty provision is going to exacerbate that. Once people hear that amnesty is being given out, even if it doesn't apply to people who come across the border right now, uh, they are going to take that as a further signal to come. So you add the pressures that we already have from Latin America and Central America, uh, the pressures we're now getting from the Middle East. It's not just Afghanistan. Look at what's happening in Lebanon. There are just people all over who are going to be trying to get out. Mm. Uh, and unless we have some plan in place, and this administration doesn't seem to have a plan for anything, uh, we are going to be faced with an even greater crisis than we have right now. Uh, so the, the first priority needs to be to protect the security of the United States. We have to recognize, um, you know, as you were discussing in the last segment, we have a pandemic that is resurging here in the United States. All of these things indicate uh, that any rational administration would control our borders. Uh, Even the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is the architect of this mess, said our borders are out of control and it's unsustainable now do something uh but instead as you point out nancy pelosi is uh negotiating with both factions of her party to try to get this 3.5 trillion dollar bill through that will likely include amnesty for maybe 10 million people this is the thing we can't we can afford least right now uh in terms of dealing with the situations that we have at hand and yet this is what they're doing so Somebody's got to get through to
2: them. And just about a minute or so left here, but is it not true that, that by federal statute that refugees from other countries, such as those uh, coming in from Afghanistan, are entitled to certain benefits in America? I mean, by laws, uh, health care, education, uh, other benefits, et cetera, is that not true?
12: Yes, that, that is true. Uh, refugees are in a separate category from immigrants. Okay. Immigrants, at least in theory, is supposed to be self-sufficient. Right. Uh, refugees are a humanitarian addition, and we recognize that they're not going to be get on their feet immediately. But you know, even and that's one of the reasons why we have to set limits on the number of people we admit as refugees, because it, it does become a burden.
2: Yeah. Well, so maybe there's a move afoot by the Democrats to start classifying as many as possible coming across our southern border, right, as refugees, so they can assimilate and participate in the same bounty that American
12: citizens get. Well, the Biden administration has just made it easier to claim political asylum coming across the border. So, look, I mean, they are doing everything to throw gasoline on this fire. Uh, It it is time for... For Congress to step up and the American public to step up, uh, we need to listen to what the Pentagon is telling us. Absolutely.
2: Ira Melman, media director of the Federation for American Immigration Reform, has been our guest. Uh, so enjoy that conversation, Mr. Melman. We hope to talk to you soon. Stay safe, sir. Anytime. Thank you. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more on the JT show. Stay with us. Not
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain with a heat wave, high near 97. And for your Thursday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 93. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
0: Syntech is back and better than ever at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntech
11: is a premium full synthetic motor oil at an affordable price. Right now, get five quarts of Syntech Full Synthetic and a Wix filter for just $31.99. Plus, earn double O rewards points. Minimize friction, heat, and wear on your engine with Syntech Full Synthetic Motor Oil exclusively at O,
12: oh, O, oh, O, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
4: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning
14: 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. You're hearing the JT show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: you bumping us into this segment with the great Rolling Stones. So very sorry to hear about the passing of a long time, maybe the only drummer for the Stones, Charlie Watts. Not sure I've ever seen anybody else with him, huh? Seems like he may have been gone for a little while, got ill or something, had to step aside, but uh, what are you seeing? He's been there, seems like, from the beginning. Best I know. But sorry to hear that. 80 years old, right? Just turned 80? Did we get that right? Think so. Yep. Yeah. So, I wanted to also report that I attended a hearing last night at the Mississippi State Capitol. This is uh, the Redistricting Group and uh, a joint committee of members of the House and the Senate. And they conduct these hearings uh, after a census. Anytime a redistricting is called for, which happens after the census, and folks can attend. The public can attend, sign up, and address the committee. And I guess I didn't count, but I'm guess a dozen stood up and spoke and uh, expressed their concerns. The Resounding theme, and it was all coming from uh, what what appeared to be those uh, with uh, a leftist persuasion, with from a political perspective, Democrats. The resounding theme that I'm still trying to process logically was that redistricting needed to consider race and gender, which now seems to be absolutely embedded in every facet of American life. Every single corner and facet. And I I couldn't help but just think while I was sitting there, uh, room 216 in the Capitol, which is the old Supreme Court, that's typically where those kinds of joint meetings occur, hearings and so forth. I couldn't help but just think sitting there that why is it necessary for those in a of a gender? Females, for example. Why must they be represented by females? Why must males be represented by males? Why must black people be represented by black people? Is it not possible that someone that doesn't share your physical attributes can adequately uh, represent you? Honestly, it almost sounded a little biased to me that I'm, shouldn't we Maybe this is taboo in today's culture. Shouldn't we be sort of color gender blind to that sort of stuff? I'm more concerned about how closely a candidate aligns with my worldviews and supports, I guess, my agenda and my belief system and the role of government thereof than I am their gender or their race I'm equally content to support a person who doesn't align with my gender or race based on their viewpoints and their policy positions and their leadership skills their skills as a statesman or stateswoman as the case may be but that was the message and then I started thinking about well how do you draw district lines to satisfy gender? And what they pointed out, a couple of speakers, was that if you look at the, the number of, of women, for example, in our legislature on both the Senate and the House side, it doesn't correspond with the, the number of women in our population. Well, I don't know that that necessarily means then that, well, that, that women aren't getting proper representation. That suggests that only women can represent women. I, is, are there like different needs and views there that based on that? And you could make the same argument for for race. And so I, it is my understanding that the, this has been the resounding theme, and and uh, all of these hearings. I don't know how many there there've been. I know there was one up in North Mississippi. I suspect there's been at least one in South Mississippi. I haven't been tracking it, but there's one here local, and I decided to go just to check it out and hear what folks had to say. And it should be stated that no member of the committee, no no members of the legislature um, addressed any of the that which was uh, spoken by folks that signed up to speak at the hearing. And and it's not it's not necessary. It's not a debate. It's just an opportunity for people to just, to, it's, I mean, it's, it's uh, I think, uh, fully aligned with our traditions. It's when the people get in front of their representative, elected officials, and share with them their concerns. Completely understand. Fully valid, legitimate, on board with that. wonder if you can do that under Taliban rule, by the way.
1: Probably
2: not. <sighs> but according to the fool that we discussed earlier on the program that left that nutty voicemail to their state rep in Iowa that where every other word was the F-bomb, it seemed. We're oppressed here because we might say the Pledge of Allegiance. You white nationalists! Anyhow, I I just wanted to point that out uh, to those that probably... Likely have not attended any of these redistricting hearings. That 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 again was the message that came from most folks that spoke. Uh, a couple of people that spoke honestly, I couldn't tell what their message was. I like I hear you, and I, I hear the words. I'm trying to process what what are you looking for exact exactly with respect to drawing district lines for reps and senators and even. Uh, the congressional district. I believe, by the way, that Benny Thompson's district, Congressman Thompson, I think had a, a fairly precipitous loss of population, like seventy thousand in that district. Does that sound right to you? It sounds right. Yeah. And so there, there's some challenges to try to work that out uh, to create and draw a district that would meet the minimum requirements for a member of the House. And uh, which is seven hundred something thousand, I believe, is is the number. But based on the census, you know, the four hundred thirty five that serve in the uh, U.S. House. So a little bit of discussion about that, but mostly it was oriented around uh, around the state legislature, which is a, a, a big task as part of this redistricting effort. But things like Medicaid expansion came up. And I'm not sure what the heck that has to do with redistricting, other than maybe you would draw lines that would result in more Democrats being elected that likely would be on board with expanding Medicaid. But I seems like a bit of a stretch, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the same folks that argued for that also don't want to see these Oddly shaped districts that have been gerrymandered up, which is what exactly what you have to do to achieve the goal they're looking for, just based on demographics uh, uh, across uh, party persuasion in the state. So it really didn't didn't add up a lot to me, but I just wanted to pass that on. I, I thought that was. Uh, it just wasn't what I expected. I, I sort of expected more to see and to hear discussion about drawn districts as it relates to party affiliation, but it but it wasn't. It was about race and gender, is what I heard. And it just seems like that's become very commonplace in, in our culture now.
1: You've got to filter everything through the lens of intersectionality, even though there was... The whole civil rights era was fighting to not do that. Uh, Exactly. But we're obsessed with it now,
2: consumed with it. Just uh, doesn't make any sense. When we come back along these lines, the latest (laughs) among the woke in corporate America, Bank of America and Lowe's. Lowe's. Folks, a lot of folks listening probably shop at Lowe's. Uh, You want to hear what uh, those guys are implementing within their respective organizations. You just wonder, when when do they ever worry about, I don't know, selling stuff and serving customers? Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
9: No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
14: Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in or online at bennelson.com.
19: I love it. Catfish is excellent.
0: For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk.
19: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday,
17: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Now that the Pfizer vaccine has full FDA approval, the military will move to mandate it for all service members. We're seeing hospitals and employees across the state issuing those same requirements. Dr. Mark Horn likens it to construction workers
4: wearing hard hats. Even if you don't get terribly sick with it, you can spread it to others like in our nursing homes, which we've seen, it's, it's basic common sense. I don't like telling people they have to do certain things, but it really is not different than any of these other examples in my mind.
17: And a suspect has been charged with the weekend murder of a recent Ole Miss graduate. 19-year-old Keith Harmon Jr. of Batesville faces first-degree murder
22: charges in the shooting death of 24-year-old John Adams, who was killed at the Lynx apartment complex in Oxford early Saturday morning. Harmon's bond has been set at $1 000, the victim had just graduated from Ole Miss back in May with a degree in mechanical
17: engineering. I'm Eddie Davis.
3: Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Richard Cross. I'm vaccinated because I want to protect my family. I want our Mississippi businesses to thrive. I want sports with full stadiums, and it's the right thing to do. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, please get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if we get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or by calling 800-232-0233. This message brought to you by Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi media.
5: Solutions.
0: Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network. Supertalk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi. The Supertalk app and at supertalk.fm.
2: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Final half hour of the program today. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. As we shared with you earlier, in case you haven't heard the news, longtime drummer of the great Rolling Stones, Charlie Watts, passed away today, 80 years old.
1: Yeah, I did a little digging. Apparently, at the beginning of this month, on August 5th, Uh, Watts elected to set out the rest of the no-filter tour that the Rolling Stones are on due to an unspecified medical procedure, and Steve Jordan would temporarily replace Watts on the drums, but Watts passed away earlier today at the Hmm. age of 80. Hmm.
2: Sorry to hear that. Uh, Certainly seems to have lived, from all accounts, a long and full life, and has the legacy of being part of some fantastic
1: music. He fought throat cancer back in the uh, mid-2000s and beat it.
2: Maybe that's what I remember. It seems like he took a little break uh, from performing as a result. but uh, And always had that just sort of stoic look on his face. He kind of fit it, did he? Because he was such a, a, a counter to the very animated Mick Jagger.
1: Yeah, it wasn't uncommon to, to see him sitting back behind the drums wearing a suit.
2: Yeah, that's right. And and just kind of looking about like it's no big deal and, you know, tapping the hi-hat and the snare and keeping the bass going, the bass drum. I mean, it's just, they're fun to watch, honestly. What an interesting group that, again, made lots of music that, I don't know about you guys, I still enjoy it today. Having fun with it, and Rhino was promised to, Play my favorite, Under My Thumb, coming up later. So it's like this, Rhino. Under my (laughs) thumb. I'm holding my hand up with my thumb extended (laughs) here in the studio. All right, so I, uh, I talked about Bank of America and Lowe's and their woke efforts, but They have, uh, of course, paid external consultants, enormous sums of money to come in and tell their staff just how racist you are if you're a white person, and irredeemably, and they have literally have advised that the organizations, this is part of the training from these consultants, they need to lower their standards so that people of color can advance. Uh, that's that's the way to achieve equity. And haven't we seen that? Right? Uh, we've seen that in Oregon, for example, in their school system. We shared that bit of news a couple of weeks ago, where they've completely diluted, if not eliminated, I think the proficiency standards that a student must meet in order to graduate from high school because it was disproportionately affecting people of color, minorities who were unable to, to uh, pass those tests. I mean, that's an indictment of the education system. It's really what that is. But Bank of America... They, they, too, implemented this – is, this is a common uh, little program I've seen uh, across the landscape of many large corporations, but it's this racial equity 21-day challenge. Claims that America is systemically and institutionally racist, and it encourages participants to – your favorite word, Rhino – decolonize their minds. What the hell does that mean? and to get woke at work, quote, and urges white people to, you ready for this? seed power to people of color. What does that mean? What? How does that fix anything? What is its goal? What are we achieving? Who could feel good about advancing, let's say, in an organization such as one of these giant corporations like Bank of America and Lowe's, and you simply advanced on the basis of your race, not because of your performance, your value contribution to the, to the company, your achievements, your skills, your talents, your efforts, Just because of your skin color, that just sounds so antithetical to what the greatest civil rights advocate maybe ever to walk the planet, Dr. Martin Luther King, instructed. That is completely antithetical to his brilliant, brilliant view in... Um, again, an instruction to us, which is to consider people on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. It just goes against the grain of that, that philosophy, which was brilliant, honestly. And it just seems to me like we've advanced so far in achieving his goal, his dream. But this sort of training being implemented in these big corporations is anything but. It says black and brown people continue to face tremendous obstacles to achieve economic mobility across our country. And here in the Charlotte region, by the way, that's from the Bank of America training, Bank of America, of course, headquartered in Charlotte. And this project will require each of us to examine the systems and policies that have historically disadvantaged those populations and benefited others. I think the greatest thing we could do for those that truly are being oppressed is spend about five minutes talking about what happened over the last 150 years, in particular what happened 150 years ago, acknowledge it, but let's talk about what we're going to do to make sure that that doesn't happen again, which I believe has already been implemented. And let's recognize those, that those efforts have succeeded to a large extent. The vice president of the United States is a black female. A black male was the president for eight years. Largely elected by white people. Help me understand how that substantiates this claim of systemic racism. It just doesn't. So, by the way, this was pushed by the United Way on Bank of America and Lowe's. They were presenting sponsors and equity champions for the challenge. United Way is the one that issued the 21-day challenge. And sponsors share the activity that they required their employees to participate in. Uh, and it's – just don't – it also says, by the way, in this training, that people of color cannot be racist. Racism is used to justify the position of the dominant group and that white people in this case, they are the race that claims supremacy and superiority. It doesn't acknowledge that we as humans have the ability to be biased. And regardless of your race and gender and sexual persuasion and so forth, I, what's the purpose of that? I mean, I, I, I know we talk about that a lot on this program, but I just keep seeing this pop up more and more and more across our institutional landscape. And we're, we're just consumed with this, and I don't – I just don't see – what problem we're solving? I'm still looking for that. And that's again, we've said it many, many times, not not to dismiss that there still racism exists in our country and in our world. But man, have we come a long way <laughs> since a few decades ago, a few years ago even. I just don't I don't see systemic efforts to oppress anyone. I'm just not buying that. The call to action is in the appendix in the training <laughs> material. You'll love this. It has a personal category and an institutional. The first bullet point in the personal. Decolonize your mind. I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> we'll complete this discussion if you're on board with it when we come back on the JT Show. Stay with us.
4: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
14: Gallo here for AC Experts, where William Overstreet's my go-to guy. Has been for a long time. Family owned, not a franchise. 28 years experience from maintenance to installation, new heating, geothermal systems, and repairs come with a full year warranty. You mention my name, he'll take $50 off servicing. William Overstreet's the AC Experts 769237 Cool. Or email directly theacexperts at yahoo.com and on Facebook at AC Experts. Or tweet or text me personally I'll be glad to send you the contact. The AC Experts, highly recommended.
4: Speaking to all men, if you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at
9: menshealthms.com.
3: Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. My name is Michael Borke, and I'm vaccinated to protect my family and because I think it's the right thing to do. If you want to save lives and do your part to help Mississippi, get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if you get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or calling 800-232-0233. This message is brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi Media
0: yourself with everything you need to take on your day wake up with gallo tomorrow on 97.3 fm super talk mississippi you can text the jt show 601-879-4395 that's 601-879-4395 now here's more with gerard gibbert on super talk mississippi
2: Welcome back to J.T. Show. Once again, if you haven't heard the news, drummer for the Stones, Charlie Watts, passed away this morning. 80 years old. That's got me motivated to go play some Stones this afternoon now. But appreciate Rhino bumping us in with some great Stones tunes. All right, back to this uh, woke training You've got to decolonize your mind. This the uh, consultant. The, the definition
1: of decolonize. Yeah, it pertains to a country to withdraw from a colony, leaving it independent. Well,
2: okay. Uh, the training materials. So here, they're
1: already stretching the definition of the word to fit whatever nonsense they think they've cocked up.
2: Well, here's here's what they recommend. Again, this isn't a, a call to action as part. of of uh, a race equity culture, and they, this consulting organization working with Bank of America, working with Lowe's, it's, it provides these materials, this call to action. There are calls from a personal perspective and an institutional perspective. So to decolonize your mind, according to these consultants, means that you must accept that white supremacy and institutional racism are real and practiced by all races. Wait, now, that, that doesn't seem to jive with what they said earlier, which is that people of color cannot be racist. It says, interrogate the dominant narrative. Understand implicit bias in your identity and role in enabling and propagating structural racism. You're complicit! You propagated it! Complete your own internal work. Don't put the burden exclusively on people of color or people who you perceive to be more woke to explain the system to you. Hold yourself accountable for the work at all four levels at which racism operates. That's a whole other discussion, by the way, the levels of racism. From an institutional perspective, Commit to understanding and speaking publicly on principles of race equity and how they apply in the institutional context. There's that contextualization garbage again. Disaggregate. How about that for some grandiloquent language? Staff engagement, performance, compensation, and promotion retention data by race at all staff levels. Hold yourself and leadership accountable for this work. In other words, you're to hire, to promote, to compensate, to reward, solely on the basis of race. Engage staff and communities of color to inform governance, decision-making, and execution across organizational processes. That means go virtue signal. Let me translate that for you. Go forth into those communities and say, look what we're doing, racial 21-day equity challenge we decolonized our minds. (laughs) It's woke insurance. That's what it is. Just unbelievable. Someone did ask, by the way, I'm looking for it, whether or not FedEx had implemented some of this training. I don't know, honestly. I haven't looked into it, but it seems like every day I come across more reports. I, I try to stay up on that stuff and share it with you. More reports of more corporations, more institutions, more public sector agencies and institutions of higher ed that are implementing this stuff, including uh, many not-for-profits as well. And again, the the business person in me says, what's the problem we're trying to solve? Bank of America, Lowe's, if you truly are discriminating against people... In your hiring practices, in your promotion practices, in your compensation, solely on the basis of some physical attribute, that's a problem. Fix it. Done. End of story. No meetings, no consultants. No 21-day challenge nonsense. Because forced diversity And inclusion is not diversity and inclusion. It's woke insurance. It's virtue signaling. It's I'm better than you. That's supremacy. That's superiority. See, I'm more woke than you, therefore I'm superior. That's nonsense. We got to get back to performance based, achievement based society, or we will fail. We'll be back in the studio tomorrow. We're going to have a good day and a good night. Stay safe. God bless everyone.
12: A
0: Super Talk Mississippi Media
7: Production.